JoeVertigan.com. This is the episode number two of the Lowell Bennett podcast series. And when we left off last time, Lowell, we were talking about uh, Mr. B, Bobby Bennett, your dad. And with what he went through, he was one tough customer. Um, you know, he, he did some USAC racing, though, correct? Which in the USAC stock cars in the late 60s was a pretty big deal. I mean, it was kind of almost equivalent, I'd say, truck or bush um, nowadays, uh, let's take it from there and, and talk about uh, Bobby Bennett in the late 60s. Well, actually it would have been um, the earlier 60s. Oh, okay. Um, 1963, now my dad was racing, you know, locally around here also at the same time. Right. But, uh, you know, he was infatuated with, with the bigger late model cars. Right. So 1963, he bought a car that Frank Dombrowski rolled over at De Pere. Oh, wow. It okay. It was a 63, I think 62 Ford. Okay. And uh, he repaired it. And I remember dad uh, fixing the body on it. I remember actually helping my dad smear body filler on it and straightening the body up on sure. it. Sure. How old were you then? Uh, so 63, I would have been five. Wow. So you got hands-on early on, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I was. I didn't have much choice. Right. <laughs> so he raced that for one year, and, and uh, the following year, 1964, um, I would have been in first grade, and I remember my dad uh, getting my mom and I together. Um, my brother Brady was born in 63, so I think Brady stayed with my grandma and I went with Dad and Mom, and we drove to Detroit, Michigan, to a dealership named Eddie Schuler Dodge. Eddie Schuler Dodge had sponsored Dad um, a race engine, so we picked up a brand new 1964 Dodge Polara, 426 Hemi. That's a big deal back then, oh, huh? That was huge. That it was is the second 426 Hemi in the state of Wisconsin. Wow. And we brought that car back, and the agreement that my dad had with Eddie Schuler Dodge was to pull the engine out of it. Right. And then the dealer took the car and put a, a different engine in and sold it to his daughter. Okay. So my dad actually built his 64 Dodge Polaro, was built out of two wreck cars that he's body spliced and put together down the middle. Okay. And then he put this 426 Hemi in there, and then he went to race USAC and IMCA. Now, what, what tracks back then, that was dirt and asphalt, too, and it the Milwaukee was. Mile was part of it, right? It was, it was. Um, the USAC tour, I, I remember, you know, I remember going to Topeka, Kansas, and, and a bunch of stuff down in, uh, in Iowa. Um, you know, Des Moines, Iowa, I remember racing there. Uh, a lot of these, these old, you know, one-mile tracks and, and stuff like that, was and it wasn't like anything like what we have today i remember pulling the car with a with a trailer that he borrowed from my uncle don and and he uh, we pulled it with a 61 cadillac and there I were no I, fancy tortor homes back no, then were there <laughs> I, remember, I remember staying overnight and we slept in the car sure that's just and how it was. It was. And, and I remember his picture, one of the guys slept in the trunk of the Cadillac. And one guy <laughs> slept in the stock car. Talk about sacrifices, right? Yeah, and that's the way it was. Yeah. Uh, I do remember when we went to Topeka, Kansas to a big race, and we got a, a hotel, and it was really hot. Um, you know, I have these vague memories of, of 
racing that car. Yeah. Milwaukee, I remember quite well of, of him racing the, the Milwaukee Mile. Those were very popular races there. They'd have packed grandstand one oh, day. Oh, it was huge. You know, Don White and Ernie Durr and Ramo Stott and Pernelli Jones and A.J. Foyt. Oh, yeah. You know, all the big names that USAC at that time. Was a big was, deal. It, it was probably in the area here way more popular than what NASCAR was. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So you take 1968. June 2nd, 1968, was Kakana's first big race on the half mile with the new blacktop. And that was a home run. That was a home run, too. They had 14,000 people there that day. Yep. Uh, My dad wrecked the car that day. We got pictures of him, uh, you know. That was a 48 car, right? That was the 48 car. Oh, yeah. That was the 64 Dodge Polaro. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow. So... <laughs> that was a USAC sanctioned race. Right. And USAC also, and people probably don't realize it, went and ran a race at um, the pier. Yep. And, um, you know, that, that, that was a big thing when the USAC boys had come to town. And they did a, a remarkable job of marketing. Sure. You know I mean, considering that there wasn't uh, social media or anything. Back None then, of that. There was, there would they would come in weeks before and there would be posters all over in the cities and stuff like that right. that this big race was. Well, in the era, you know, of your even local racing, there wasn't much competition for racing. Racing was was cutting edge um, entertainment. And there's nothing better than live entertainment. The, the, the amount of people that used to go to our local races or these big races, it's just incredible. They didn't have much competition uh, like they do nowadays. No. Entertainment options were kind of limited. No. You know, you might have your county fair, but they usually incorporated a race that night. Right. And if you had a county fair at, at Shano or, or Seymour or De Pere or Oshkosh, um, you weren't going to get a seat unless you got there early. They'd completely fill the grandstands. Sure. Well, and I remember at the pier, and there was no place or anything watching it. There'd be too many people. They even filled the aisleways. You couldn't walk up right. and down the aisles. That's how many people were at these races. It was that popular. It was. It was. Your dad had a setback, though. He flew planes. Uh, talk about the accident that he had well, and the, had the resilience that, that he had oh, afterwards. My, my dad is one tough hombre. Um in 1968, he crashed an airplane from 500 feet, went straight in the ground, stuck straight in, and um, completely, completely annihilated himself in the plane. Um, he actually died twice on the way to the hospital. Um, they put him back together like like the $6 million man. Sure. Uh, they wanted wow. to amputate both his legs. He had bones sticking out of him. He had 126 fractures. Wow. The only thing my dad did not break was his spine and his right arm. Wow. Everything else he had broken. His pelvis, his his legs, his, his left arm. He had, they, they took and shaved pieces off of his hip and put it into his left hand and wrist. And the rest of his life, his wrist never would move again because it was so fractured and broke up. His legs, they ended up saving them by putting rods and plates and screws, and and um, they, they put them back together again. But that, he, that didn't stop him from racing, did it? It did. That happened um, December of 1968, 
and uh, my dad was back in a race car in May of 69. Wow, and you said he even won a heat race, didn't he, he? at Kakana? He heat race at Kakana with the, with the Dodge, and was able to, um, you know, kind of hobble his way into the car with crutches, and, and uh, you know, and a couple of years later, he was, he was racing snowmobiles. That had to set, for you and the rest of your, your siblings down the road, that had to set a heck of a precedent or an example just in mental and physical toughness. I mean, um, talk about that. That, that. My, my dad was just the toughest man that I know. I mean, I remember him getting cut, and he'd get the needle and thread out and sew it up himself. <laughs> sure. I remember we were going to De Pere, must have been 1973 or so, we're going to De Pere to a race, and I rode with a guy that was driving the hauler and, and went to the went to the race, and Dad didn't get there. He didn't get there. We were wondering what was wrong. Well, there was no cell phones or anything. Well, here on the way up to the race, um, my stepmother Patty was driving the car, and Dad was laying down in the back seat and uh, relaxing before he went to the races, and somebody ran a... a um, stop sign and ran in the side of him Ooh. and pushed that door in a foot and a half and he had his head up against that door jeez oh, and that he survived that even you know that that if you looked at the car and he was laying down right there well, he got up out of the car and he, he shook it <laughs> off and he spit out some teeth that were broke off <laughs> and he flagged down somebody that was he waited for the cops to get there and somebody was going by he flagged him down and got him to give him give him a ride to the racetrack, and he went and raced that night. Wow. Unbelievable. You know, busted off teeth and... <laughs> <laughs> Toughness, I mean, without question. We'll wrap it up, and we'll be back with another segment next week.